What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba 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 ba. Yala, but it is a late night session. In the it's right right now like ten thirty p.m. that we're recording this. Mm, mm. Right. How come? How come? Like I mean, we've all been very busy lately, but uh, I think we're trying to find time to record. Even though and actually the news cycle hasn't been the most favorable for for yes, podcasts, yeah. I feel. Like that, <laughs> even even international news wise, like the stuff like that caught my attention. Like you know, the huge bomb blast in in Beirut and everything. Lebanon, yeah, yeah, yeah Lebanon. It turned out it wasn't wasn't like a terrorist attack or anything. Like. But it, I mean, it was terrible. Like it was a lot of people affected and all. Yeah, but, but it but wasn't. I mean, that's such a it, it's such a developing story that for us to talk about. I mean, it just is horrible. Yeah. Um, but we we we're still waiting for info as well, and mm. that isn't the most lighthearted thing to talk about. And mm. then you get uh, Trump's interview, right? Yeah, yeah. On Axios or something, yeah. which honestly looked like a scene right out from the office. Yeah, yeah. It but was. in Singapore, Singapore, like how 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 we have gone from in a month. Uh, remember, like a month ago, fucking like the whole country was activated and mm. like everyone there was so much to talk about. Today is like fuck, man. We're just googling shit, thinking about stuff to talk about, and yeah, it's it's been a slow news day, man. No, but that's it. I slow, think slow few days. Yeah, that, that's it. The I think the people on Reddit also have. They they made um every podcast feel like a an event la. because every time we put up podcasts, yeah. there's a discussions that go on for about four or five days. So uh, some of them I jump into the discussions immediately. Some of them I kind of wait a little bit to to think about my take. But the the thing is that it's made me think a lot longer about each podcast and like the topics that we're talking about la. Mm. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but I mean that is one thing that's always nice to see. Uh. Every time I I check the subreddit, there's it grows by a bit. Uh. Mm. And then now, I think on Spotify, we're number six because fucking Michelle Obama had to start a podcast. Yeah. What the hell, man? How is that <laughs> fair? Okay, you know, any, any big fucking celebrity who starts a podcast, right? They should have like a, you know, golf, you have a handicap, right? Yeah. Just give them a fucking handicap. Of course, Michelle Obama starts a podcast. Of course, she's going to be in a fucking top whatever. I guess I'm bitter because I also watched a Netflix documentary, which I thought was shit. Yeah. But I'm, have I'm, you seen it? No, I've not seen it, but I, I was slightly bitter because, yeah, Michelle Obama is her name and she starts a podcast, but her first guest, the first guest on the show is Barack Obama. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Sure, okay, you can interview your husband, okay? But when your, your husband is Barack Obama, yeah. come on, man. At least episode three or something, <laughs> la. episode one and yeah, two, do right. someone else first. La. Yeah, talk to your, your sister or, or your cousin or something like that. La. Fucking Barack Obama. Wallah, eh. Yeah, yeah. Never mind, Michelle. We'll take you down, Michelle. Yeah, but but no, uh, right? Uh, it's cool, lah. It's cool. It seems like there's a lot more uh, independent creators doing podcasts and everything on Spotify. This like day. Michelle Obama, is it? <laughs> Michelle Obama. <laughs> but but right, but if you <laughs> think about what podcasts were when we started, like you know the number of Singapore podcasts in the top ten and everything compared to now, it's like almost almost entirely like uh, Singapore podcast. It's quite it's quite a nice development, lah. Right. Well, uh, there you are cleaning up my ranta. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. It's, it's Bring it, it's me back to the lightheartedness. I think, I think it's it's all good. Like, if you're here for the first time, this is how we start our podcast. We start by doubting ourselves and questioning yeah. why why are we doing this even though we're a failing channel. That's how we start yeah, every right. podcast. And get, and get into some sort of mini argument and then realize that we are almost about to forget doing the one thing that we need to do at the start of every podcast, which is to say, if you enjoy this podcast... Uh, it would be cool if you could recommend it to at least one person. Yeah. Just share the link. Okay, play an excerpt. Yeah. And if they are hooked, then great. Yeah. If not, then just play them another episode. Yeah. Simple. 
be a nice cool. person, lah. Basically, be a nice person, right? Yeah, which is something that no, so be kind, be kind, be kind, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, be kind, which is which is something that is constantly spewed out by the person at the center of our first story. Yeah, we decided to go international yeah. this time. Yeah, going international yeah. because Singapore, Singapore was a uh, nothing chat worthy. So you've probably heard about this person, lah. Uh, little Miss Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. She, we actually th- thought about talking about um, her a few week, like last week or when the when the story was just bubbling up la. But then we thought, okay, how big is it going to get? But now I think it, I think it's big enough that people, you guys have probably heard about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's about all the backlash she's been getting for her apparent behavior on set la. Yeah, but basically, it's how do you hear? Yeah. Basically, it's about um, people who worked with her, either under her or or were guests or something on her show. Or not, not guests, la, but were somehow involved with the show. Uh, have one by one started coming forward and saying that it was a very toxic environment on set. La. Uh, but do you know what's the backstory of how everything started or not? No, no, no. So good. Yeah, let's, let's run it back. Let's run it back. Yeah. Lucky I got an article in front of me, literally titled... Why 2020 has been the year of backlash against Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres? Mm. The, the, a timeline. Okay, so so what happened was in uh, around February, Nikki Tutorials, who's a Dutch beauty vlogger, was invited on set and she kind of, um, she was on set, she did an interview and then after that, she talked about how she wasn't treated as nicely as she thought she would be. Mm. Uh, I think she was quoted to have said she expected Disneyland, but... Uh, she got Teletubbies after dark. And she said she didn't receive the same VIP treatment as other celebrity guests on the show, despite having millions of views on her YouTube videos. So mm. when I first read it, I was like, uh, I mean, that just sounds like you're being whiny. La. Right, so that was in February. Um, and then I think her, f- her her fans kind of echoed, uh, okay, you know, defended her and all that, as in the fans of the YouTuber. And then mm. in April, there was this comedian called Kevin T. Potter, who mm. just made this one tweet. Uh, what it said was, right now we all need a little kindness. You know, like Ellen DeGeneres talks about. She also She's also notoriously one of the meanest people alive. Respond to this with the most insane stories you've heard about Ellen being mean. And I'll match everyone with $2 to LA Food Bank, which is a non-profit. Mm. So, I- as we speak right now, like, even though that was posted in, in um, March, mm. uh, I think very quickly in a week, there were about 2,000 responses of people sharing wow. stories like, of how Ellen was a bitch. Like. Um, but not all verified, then, not all verified, la, right? They're, yeah, they're just correct. stories shared not on all Twitter. Verified. Yeah. yeah, and then some of them are like, okay, when I was 15, the Ellen Show was doing a contest of fans making a bust of her and sending it to her. I worked so hard on this and even wrote her a letter. Weeks later, she used it as a prop in a game and gave it away to a random person with $500 attached to the bottom. And then there are screenshots of that. So to me, I, I saw that, I was like, um, <laughs> oh, okay. But then it, it got enough traction that... Uh, that I think media started picking it up. Mm. Um, so while that was bubbling up, uh, Ellen didn't help herself by um, make, posting a video on April 6th, which uh, during her, cell, her show filmed at home because lockdown had already started. She compared her self-isolation uh, in her California home to being in prison. Yep. Saying that, oh, you know, I'm wearing the same clothes for 10 days and everyone here is gay. Meant to be a joke, but I mean, her house is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah. it's very easy to see like, yo, uh, it's like the Gal Gadot video. Yeah. So this was this was kind of rubbing salt e- even worse, and then that got more traction, and then I think uh, it was yeah th- there was that, and then the show was continuing to air, and then the staff came out saying that they were not given any info about how much they were going to be compensated or paid 
during the the lockdown like, mm. when when shows like Jimmy Kimmel and James Corden they were all a lot more transparent and I think J- Jimmy Kimmel was even paying out of his own pocket to uh, for his, to keep the salaries of his staff full yeah. um so that happened again and then people were just sharing 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 and then I think the kicker was uh uh, in in July, the hashtag RIP Ellen began trending on Twitter. There was a hoax saying she was dead, and then I think after that, Warner Media, uh, in late July, re- and Warner Media is the distributor of the Ellen Show, uh, started uh they la- they launched an internal investigation into the show's workplace culture. So now it's mm. gotten official lah. Yep, yep. Um, and then apparently <laughs> James Corden is in talks to replace her. Wow, eh? Uh. That's that's that then we can get to that later. Yep. But I guess that's the timeline. Um and what are your first thoughts, uh? Uh I mean, yala, surprise, surprise, a Hollywood celebrity is not what they appear to be like on TV, lah. <laughs> I mean Does it surprise you? So so you're not surprised that Ellen is like this? I'm not surprised that when any celebrity, especially from Hollywood, turns out to be a huge diva or anything, lah. It's almost like a caricature of, of what Hollywood is like. So so for people to be I guess so shocked about it is 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 kind of funny like to me. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. But you're but wouldn't you say you're more cynical than, than your average person? Uh I'm I'm more of a realist. I'm I'm a realist. Hey, fuck off, I, see, just a cynical I, I see the real off, okay. I see I like <laughs> to see the all sides of things rather than just the surface. Nonsense, like, that's just yeah. That's just a cynical person trying to not sound like an asshole. Yeah. I can speak from experience that you're cynical. I'm also cynical. I'm also cynical, but I just say you're more cynical than me. La. No, it's more, it's not, uh, that, but that's the thing, see, that it's very, the characterization of it is very important. The word cynical in, in, uh, <laughs> connotes this like, uh, like everything, I say everything is negative. When uh, Especially you, you see my, all my one joke things always very positive one. You see, I even find a positive in like very nasty things like Terrace House or that. No, but, but, but that's, no. But I'm skeptical, <laughs> la. I will agree. I'm very skeptical of a lot of stuff I read, lah. That's true. No, even your analogy about a one shock thing, right, is exactly like what you said. You know, I call you a cynic, you say you're a realist, where you're fucking sugar coating it, lah. Your one shock thing, if people just join this, they think your one shock thing is like fucking full of roses <laughs> and, and butterflies. Yeah, it might be. But then when I say my one shock thing, you fucking shit on it, you put your cynical hat on, and you just trample over my one shock oh, thing, like My, my so, skeptical so, hat, my skeptical hat. No, fuck off. Okay, we'll just, okay, we okay, just keep it as <laughs> skepticinic, skepticinic, <laughs> uh, we have to create a new yeah. word. Somewhere between skeptical okay. and cynic- cynicism. Because cynicism is too is too extreme, really. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 what you're saying is that yeah, like it didn't surprise you, la. Um yeah. But I mean, okay. So I guess if I wasn't in media, I would be surprised. But I think yeah. once I entered media, I realized that holy shit, like everything you see on camera, no matter how authentic someone seems, is more likely than not not really the case, la. But I'm just trying to put my take off my media hat, and I think I would be fucking surprised, man. Because Ellen is a very on on her show, she's a very positive, be kind kind of person, right? I mean, and not just on her show, like almost everywhere she appears in the public eye, she seems like a fucking awesome person, lah. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, Wouldn't remember when Barack Obama was on her show and celebrating like the LGBT marriage being legalized in the US and everything. Yeah, and 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 like she was seen as like uh, in a, an icon for the movement. And Barack Obama said very nice things about her. And he gave her a Presidential Medal of Freedom, what? Mm. 
And then, yeah, and then her history also. I mean, she is quite a quite a badass in the sense that she was a stand-up comedian for the longest fucking time. I think yeah. it was only in her forties that she got her own show called yeah. the Ellen or Ellen Show, and yeah. she kind of, I I don't know what she somehow managed to squeeze in uh, her character revealing herself to be lesbian on the show, mm. and I think that was the first time there was a lesbian character, openly lesbian character. In, on a Hollywood series, and after that, I think she the show got can like got dropped or she got dropped, and basically her career suffered because of that la. Yeah. And it took a while to come back into uh the limelight again. And after that, she built like a fucking empire la. Not yeah. not just a show, man. Like even like empire because she has a bunch of companies under the Ellen brand. Mm. The iPhone game Heads Up is developed mm. by the Ellen uh, Ellen brand. Yeah. So she's built up this fucking empire of and just you know the same mantra of be kind be yeah. kind be kind I, w- I would say uh, because like especially for those younger people listening to this podcast from Singapore right uh, it might seem yeah. crazy now because we all know Ellen is gay and all that but at one point she was on main, yeah she had a sitcom that was on mainstream TV that means even on channel 5 channel 5 was showing Ellen's sitcom on TV but I think probably like the late night slot or something like that lah. but it was a regular fixture and uh, even though I I never watched the show or anything, but I knew of Ellen because of that that show lah. Um, so yeah, she was seen as like really like in the mainstream already, and for her to come out and probably she suffered quite a bit because of in terms of her career coming out, it was quite a big deal lah for 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 people who just generally follow pop culture. So so it is in, yeah. in general to see her yeah after she got her show and like Harish was saying has built up her career, you know, over multiple platforms and basically took over when when Oprah left, right? When Oprah left this big gaping hole of a, a talk yeah, show right. host that seemed very, to be able to connect to a lot of different groups of people. I think Ellen really came in and took over that. So, right yeah, right now seeing her, her downfall is also kind of like, it's kind of surreal. Like we mentioned, like, you know, she received a freaking presidential medal and, and now like she's, you know, basically being uh, shut down now. Yeah, and, and she is Dory, right? In Finding yeah, Nemo, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. How could you hate yeah, Dory, so, right? <laughs> yeah, so she's a fucking icon, man. So, I mean, I guess when I saw this, um, I mean, I'm not surprised, but part of me was also like, Stella, then who, like, is it, this is not only like fake news, no. It's fake person, no. Mm. It's like a whole new layer. It's like you get you can POFMA articles, but this is like a POFMA of personality, man. If it's true, lah. Yeah. Um, so, and, so how much right of now, that, how much of that do you think, um, it's, it's basically uh, disgruntled ex-employees or disgruntled partners of hers who are saying it. How, many, how, yeah. how much of that do you think that, that attributes that? Because at the end of the day, right, like, um, I mean, although although we're on the side of, of, we're giving commentary on this and all that, we have also been on the yeah. side where we're hiring people. You know, we we have to hire people for productions and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you look at the, if you already do it, like reviews of, of from everyone, like you know, asking how how was it working with Harish and Terence? I can guarantee you, it will not be a hundred percent. Everyone says it's good that kind of thing, lah, right? So, yeah, so la, yeah, but don't drag me, don't drag me down <laughs> in your sinking ship, okay? I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking angel on set, all right? Yeah, lah, because you actor, la, so you insist on having a pink umbrella <laughs> carrying you while you're wearing your fluffy bathrobe and walking around. <laughs> that one understandable. Exactly. But I'm saying when yeah, you exec exactly. produce a show like we did our last TV show. That's different already la, <laughs> when you actually have real responsibilities on set. La. Yeah. <laughs> oh, eh, so you're saying <laughs> actors don't have real responsibilities, is it? Huh? You know, every fucking show that made the world, like move the world all thanks to who? 
fucking actors, okay? Just the actors alone, actors and actresses. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, let's let let, mean, let, let that line so sit there. <laughs> like let that line sit in <laughs> for a bit. And then then compare that with the irony of talking about Ellen and Gal Gadot <laughs> and all these things. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, irony is my middle name, what? Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I, I agree with you because I mean not just on set. I mean I w- I can, yeah, like like what you said, I'm just looking back at the or everyone I worked with and yeah, there are definitely people who are unhappy with me for whatever reason. La. So mm. that's where I mean, okay, even if you think about when you were working in your corporate life, when I was working in my corporate life and anyone listening here, there was probably someone you worked under that you didn't like. But at the same time, that someone may have been very competent at their job. La. Not mm. to say that if you're competent, you can be an asshole. But sometimes when people kind of don't match your values and don't match your modus operandi, right? Sometimes mm. there can just be some friction there. La. And if yeah. you are, if you've kind of like did something that maybe halted your career or or ba- basically you had to leave or something like that and there was a, you're disgruntled, right? I think, I, I I would think a good amount of these do stem from experiences like that. Mm-hmm. But then how would you compare, how would you compare that with, you know, people like Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Hart and Katy Perry coming to Alan's defense? What 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 have they said? I haven't I haven't been following the celebrity Twitter trainer. Um, Ashton Kutcher said something along the lines of uh, like um, he he's always been treated well by Ellen. Uh, and then people on Twitter said, yeah like, of course you're fucking famous lah. Yeah. And then he said, no like and not just me, my whole team, including people Ellen didn't know work for me. And then people were saying, so even if that's true there are thousands of people saying that they were treated badly by Ellen. Mm. How do you know what they went through? Then uh, then they said, do, don't you get it? Then Ashton Kutcher just replied, I get it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Kevin Hart also came to Ellen's defense saying that she's one of the dopest people on the planet. Uh, Katy Perry said that um, she knows she doesn't speak for on behalf of everyone, but she thinks Ellen is sweet and all this fucking shit. La. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's... So then it's what do you, but it's totally possible that that um they've managed to only see one side of Ellen, like you know the side that that sort of treats other celebrities well. Um, but yeah lah, there is probably an ugliest. I mean, I'm sure by now in life you've met someone that you thought was an angel on the outside. Then when you know later in the news it turned out he was a pedophile or he was like a pimp or something like that. It, then it was like what what the hell like, you know it, it, it's a complete tree, uh, 180 degree turn because I, 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 I have known someone yeah. like that before la. Yeah. literally I mean last time also we we in a professional capacity we interacted with someone who turned out to be like a a sexual predator yeah yeah kind of yeah so <laughs> it's, remember it's, right yeah 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 exactly so it's like um, yeah so if if the charge against Ellen right is that she's not a nice person as much as she says she does, right? Uh, kind of, to me, she still hasn't really crossed an ethical line yet. You know, like, if you tell mm. me, like, she was, like, Harvey Weinstein and groping people on set or what, or making it very, you know, like, sexual harassment on set and allowing shit like sexual harassment to happen on set, then then I would say that's problematic. Lah. But if it's about her sort of being a, a bit of a jerk on set, I mean... Um, that's where I think it, it can be very subjective and someone might interpret so, yeah it could be just maybe she's tired or something and it's just wrongly interpreted as like she's being a diva or something like that so are you are you going to say the four syllable two word phrase that we have said like two thousand times on the past two podcasts which is or past few podcasts which is you say ah, you say ah, I don't want to say, it. Well, you say the, ah. why, why is this phrase I, I don't know you caught me unawares 
<laughs> Fuck you lah, okay? They start with the same letter. Okay, four syllables, two words. Yeah. It's been a topic of discussion at the at the at the core of our previous episodes. Do oh, we say it? Cancel culture. Yes. I mean <laughs> uh but yeah, again, like like I think it's worth differentiating when uh yeah, actually in that sense it, it this this does fall into that category. Like, I remember when Xiaoxi was on our podcast, she's differentiating be- between what Harvey Weinstein did and what she thinks cancel culture, what she defines cancel culture as now, right? Which is, um, mm. you're being tried for something that, uh, honestly, is like, uh, it's not a, it's not an outright ethical violation. Or, I mean, it's an ethical violation maybe, but it's not a crime. It's not as clear-cut a crime as what Harvey Weinstein did. La. And so, okay, I think so I think that's what, that's what uh, she said was, was happening to her, where she's being tried for her tweets from 10 years ago and stuff like that. La. But, but then, okay, so uh, there was a BuzzFeed report that one, where there was one of the first things that went viral, I think, back in March or something. So in that, there were uh, uh, claims of sexual harassment by some people who worked for Ellen. Oh, okay. Then so, that, that changes so, so things, the, right? No, but okay. So so this this then the question is like, if you are the boss of a company and someone you who works for you is accused of sexual harassment, uh, are you really responsible for that? Yeah, because I think uh, there's this thing called work work uh, workplace safety, workman compensation. That as an, any uh. employer, you have to take care of. That means you cannot your workplace cannot be unsafe to work in, such that somebody can could get injured or something bad could happen to a person. Uh, then they can actually sue the company and and win damages uh, based on that. So so if you did, then, if you knew there was sexual harassment, but you didn't take proactive steps to stamp it out or investigate or or, or what. Or allowed it to carry on, you know. Then you are, yeah, you will be liable. So okay, like based in the BuzzFeed report, there were two people who were called out. Like one is Keith Lehman, who is the one of the executive producers who has been accused of groping and propositioning male staff members, Damn. and others alleged that they were inappropriately touched by producer Ed Glavin, who yeah. is reportedly parting ways with the Ellen Show. So yeah. are you saying that if the people who were accused were fired by Ellen, yeah, then the responsibility she's she's done what she needed to do la. and then all the claims of her being an asshole are uh, are not really uh cause for an investigation less cause la, for sure la. i think if the, now now if yeah that if there are real sexual assault claims then yeah la, it has to be taken very seriously and internal investigations oh. i mean kind of like what is happening with uh with the the case in singapore also of the lawyer who's accused of Grooming young uh, debaters, and then now he's been mm. he's been suspended pending pending internal investigations. Uh. Yeah, but but that one is different, right? He is directly doing the mm. illegal thing. Whereas yep. if it's one of someone who works for Ellen mm. doing that, and let's say the person parts ways, which at least one of them has done, yeah, um, sh- she's still being kind of like dragged through the shit for facilitating a toxic uh, culture at at work, lah. Mm. No, I guess so. It's almost like that's where you got to. It's almost like. Sorry, go ahead. It's almost like you know whenever we see uh, in Japan when the, the company fucks up and the head kind of bows and almost does yeah. like a traditional hari. What was the harikiri? Yeah, harikiri. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then you know generally the sentiment is like, wow, these people are so traditional, so like that, and you know like, but now fucking the the general um, uh, direction that everything is going is that yeah, if someone in the organization fucks up, the person at the top should have his or her head role. Yeah, there is a bit of that, but I think 
it also depends on how you respond when you find out that things have been happening. Uh. Let's say mm. like, um, uh, let's say, let's say, okay, let's say, take for example, the head of Pixar, John Lasseter. Uh, he mm. is the very talented, uh, you know, animation director, everyone who basically created Toy Story and all these f- the beloved franchises that have been with us for decades, all right? But after mm. Disney bought over Pixar and everything, uh, people, and then during the, the, Me, the Me Too movement starting, he also uh, basically got called out for very, sus- I mean, very suspect behavior, like, like hugging female employees for too long and being a bit touchy-feely and all these kind of things. Uh. So... Mm. Almost immediately, I think they they got rid of him, and I think they actually took a lot of steps to to you know reaffirm their stance on versus or their stance on 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 uh, not tolerating this workplace harassment lah. So um, I think that's where yeah. Although although you can just fire the guy, I mean it's the same action of just firing someone, right? But what you do after that also really matters lah. Like do you? convene town hall to talk to all the staff? Do you get HR to beef up their policies about sexual sexual harassment and, and the, the ease of reporting sexual harassment, things like that? So I think maybe maybe the problem was that people saw that uh, Ellen wasn't doing it on her show. Like even after multiple reports were coming and things like that. I, I'm just speculating at this point, but but I'm just saying that not just because you fired the person who was causing problems doesn't absolve you of, of your responsibility to make your workplace a safe place lah. I guess it doesn't help that on July 31st, Ellen issued an apology that kind of said, okay, um, on day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen show would be a place of happiness, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, something changed and I'm disappointed to learn that this has not been the case and for that, I'm sorry. Anyone who knows me knows it's the opposite of what I believe and what I hoped. Then blah, 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 investigation, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, as we have grown exponentially, exponentially, I have not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I would have wanted them done. Mm. Clearly, some didn't. That will now change and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. So, feels like she has the same uh, PR consultant as the PAP la, mm-hmm. um, in terms of crafting press releases that just dig a bigger hole for themselves. La, because then after that, she got called out for saying, so wait, are you just blaming the people under you for problems that you kind of caused? And yeah. then... And and like what you said, like, I think it matters a lot on what she did after. And unfortunately, right now, she's she's quite silent, I think. And yeah. for her last public kind of official statement to sound like that, doesn't really bode well for her. La. Yeah, I think the, the big PR lesson is like, I mean, the, the buck has to stop at the the top, la, right? The, the person in charge has to take the most responsibility and not be absolving, trying to absolve themselves of it by saying that, yeah, I hired people who who didn't do it. Because at the end of the day, the hiring decision is also is also your responsibility, like, right? So so I think that's that's, yeah. that's where it's like people can uh, are rightfully upset about her response. Uh. And I think like uh what she was she has seventy nine point nine million Twitter followers. Mm. Uh. But her last tweet was July twenty ninth, uh, so yeah. I think she's been quite silent. But, but yes, I, I, I have a question then. Like, I mean like does it mean that everyone at the workplace now kind of if your workplace isn't this fun happy place you know that everyone is singing kumbaya and, and have roasting marshmallows by a fire uh should you be worried lah basically that you're gonna get called Why? out for being a very you mean if you're the boss uh? yeah yeah if you're the boss should you be worried that you know you're gonna get called out because yeah your workplace isn't as 
as as nice like it's not as kind or nice as people no, would think. I think I think there's a difference, right, between being like how you say, uh, professional and stern and demanding, mm. but still not an asshole. Uh. Yeah, I think there's a big difference there, like, and I'm sure everyone, you, me, and our listeners all have people in their life that they respect who really push them and challenge them, but were st- were not assholes about it, lah. Mm-hmm. So All I right. think I think if your workplace if you are worried then maybe just go and it's like you know you uh, on go social install media, you a, install a ball tweets, pit right? la, install a ball pit in the in yeah the install a ball pit <laughs> like have casual casual Friday actually now fucking companies are like casual every day right most of them yeah yeah, yeah. um then no what I was gonna say just now so I think unfortunately for Ellen that's the downside of building an empire where you are at the core of it la. Mm. you know it's Ellen everything right so if something fucks up your head will roll mm. so that's where. I don't really feel bad for her and I feel that if even if she's not responsible, she her being the brand has given her a lot of uh, luxuries over the, the years and if something fucks up in that empire, yeah, like, you want to put yourself front and center of your brand, then this is the risk. Like. And I remember not to not to name drop, uh, but a couple of years ago, I uh, shared a room with Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, Mr. Gary V. You sat uh, next to a, him. You sat next to him. Don't, not just share. Yeah, I sat next to him. Yeah. Like, like legitimately. Like, he came to Singapore and he wanted to meet, like, content creators. Do you get to hold his hand? To you me. hold his hand. I, yeah. And all that. No, and, and like, I tried to, like, fucking, okay, so Gary Vee is someone I do respect. Uh, I mean, I don't watch his videos more than, like, five minutes at one go because it's too, it's too it's intense. Overkill, yeah. For those of you, yeah, for those of you who are listening who may have not heard of Gary Vee, he's, he's basically, like, uh, a very... He t- when he was younger, he took over his dad's wine company business. He started a YouTube channel back in 2008, like just reviewing wines. And he like fucking got a shit ton of views because back then YouTube was a wild, wild west. Mm. And then he brought their brick and mortar company online and grew it to like a $120 million business. Then he started Media, which is his media kind of empire now where he creates original content, creates podcasts. And he's a business thought leader. La. But what makes him so special and social media savvy is that in some way, he's kind of like a personal development guru kind of thing, but a much more cooler person. La. So if you get like a, a spiritual guy who says, you know, like, you know, think about life and manifest your your visions and your dreams, Gary Vee would say the same thing, but he'll be like, you know what? Fuck you, get off your ass. You know, no one gives a shit about your feelings. Just fucking nothing comes without hard work. So okay. I think a lot of people appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that in small spaces. Can we, can like, we so get to what happened in the room already? Because this is, feels like a no. spiel for Gary Vee. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this sponsored, yeah, so, sponsored post. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I'm just playing him up. So when I say I sat next to him, makes me sound a lot, a lot better. Like. No, so where I was getting at is right. Because during that thing when I met him, I tried to fucking crack a joke which was so fucking stupid on hindsight. So when I introduced myself, um, uh, I said, yeah, I'm Harish. He was like, oh, uh, I'm Gary. So I just tried to be funny and I said, sorry, uh, what, 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 did, what was that? Oh. <laughs> you get it? You get it? Like yeah. I didn't know his name. Yeah. And then he was like, it's Gary. I was like, no, no, no I meant that as a joke. And then fucking hell, after that, I was like, why the fuck did I try and make a joke yeah. with someone who... Yeah, la, maybe it wasn't isn't the most jokey la. So uh in the room there was when he was when he was talking about building a business and all, I did ask him one question. I said, Do you ever regret um putting your name and brand and identity at the center of your company? La? Because everything is Vayner Media, Vayner this, Vayner that. and he said he has never regretted and to him mm. he he loves the fact that he's core to his brand. La. But I guess what I'm getting at is that if you put yourself at the center of your brand, 
then you need to be responsible for everything that happens. Uh. So that was a long-winded way of saying that I met Gary Vaynerchuk and sat <laughs> next to him. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking long-winded. <laughs> la. yeah. I already even forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly didn't expect it to be that long-winded. Um, but if it just to add on one last thing, is like if you go to his Instagram, I think from two years ago, there was a picture of me next to him. Yeah, yeah. This is very important. <laughs> Very important uh, point. What right? a useless few minutes yeah. that just went by. Yeah, but but I mean God the the, it. I mean yeah lah. The it's true la, that not only is it her name, but it's also based on supposedly based on her personality and her mantra of like being kind and everything lah, right? So yeah. so uh, maybe in some ways society does hold you to the highest standard. Although although honestly yeah. they they shouldn't lah, but yeah lah, they do hold it, her to a higher standard and and. If she now she's yeah la, she's reaping that that karma la. How come she didn't you know make eye contact with that that intern who was working there that day that day la, You know, so all those stories are yeah, coming back to bite her. And I guess that's the crux of it la. Yeah, she was held to a higher standard la. Like it's like when I found out WWE wrestling was not real, right? Yeah, I was broken hearted la. Yeah. Uh, but I think why it hurt so much was because you know there was this this aura at least for a young kid la, that it was real la. So I think. Yeah, so I guess that that's it. Feels like yeah, there's a fucking terrible, fucking terrible analogy. <laughs> what does oh it do? With, what does it do in WWE and a kid? No, no, I'm saying that oh. Ellen White. When people find out she's an asshole, it it feels a little incoherent because she has this public persona of being nice and the uh, savior yeah. of minorities and all that. So same with WWE. They play up this athleticism and like drama and all that. And when you find out it's real, it's fake, it's fucking hurts lah. How, do you, you rank it up? You rank it higher than Sant- when you discover Santa Claus was not real? See, like, to me, Santa higher? Claus was never a big, never, never a big thing. Oh, okay. I would say Santa Claus would still not rank as high as the Tooth Fairy. Oh, okay. Which when I found out that that you know you put your tooth under your pillow and then the next day you wake up there's ten dollars under your pillow. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever do that? Yeah, yeah. I I have. I yeah yeah. I think I did that as a kid. Yeah, but I mean I kind of knew but that. You, you I already kind of knew that it was not. There was no tooth fairy. Yeah, I'm just, I yeah. was just a gullible kid lah. Oh, yeah, First yeah. that, and then WWE fake. Yeah. And after that, I was like, what the fuck, man? What 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 else are you gonna tell me? Primary so, school is fake, is it? Yeah, going back to what I said, it's not cynicism. It's just skepticism in all this thing. <laughs> 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 but yeah lah. So, um. It's a tough situation. So I guess what, what we're saying is that, yeah, don't don't adore celebrities. Don't adore personalities. Everyone is fucked up. Everyone is fake. Everyone has insecurities. Just yeah. respect people for what they do. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, I think I think what Stop you're saying is true. In the, in the sense that Circuit Breaker also kind of showed that a lot of these celebrities are very out of touch with, with everyday people. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, the, the kind of lame things that they do, like Gal Gadot singing and... You know, I mean, Ellen's kind of lame joke. When uh, I mean, yeah, it's a joke. Yes, viewers, it shouldn't be so sensitive, but it just wasn't very funny, like in the context of what was really happening around the world, especially in the US yeah. as well, la. So, so and it I just shows, like, yeah, celebrities, especially the mainstream ones, are still they're quite out of touch with everyday life, oh. And I will clarify that I've never really liked Ellen. Uh, I was just trying to play devil's advocate just now but yeah from the, you from the hom- just homophobe by you no la fuck you la fuck <laughs> you la I just don't like white people la. <laughs> exactly but <laughs> but uh, yeah so the, there was just something that felt like it just felt you know like how Nas Daily is too fucking positive right everything mm. is positive Ellen gave me like you know she turns off comments on her YouTube videos oh is it because oh. she doesn't want yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's and like, off-putting yeah 
Yeah, yeah th- there's like, I'm like, yo, like, I know you want to spread positivity and all, but yeah, la, like, just to close yourself off into a bubble and then apparently still be an asshole. Yeah. Not surprising. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to play devil's advocate because you came out straight off the bat and saying you don't like Ellen. Then I fuck. I thought fuck. Like if I say I don't like Ellen, then what's the point, right? I didn't say I don't like Ellen. But I didn't say I didn't say I don't like. No, Ellen. you say you're not surprised that she's an asshole. Oh yeah, like, I'm not surprised in general. Any. Okay, okay. So celebrity. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not not that you don't like you don't like Ellen, but not that I don't like. Her, yeah, so, like yeah. yeah. So I mean, if if anyone disagrees and like still has 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 been like w- like like looking up to Ellen for the longest time. Actually, it would be cool to understand why. Yeah. Actually, uh, hey, can, actually, we okay, talk, can, we've been talking half an hour about this. Uh. But honestly, do people in Singapore like watch Ellen and her show? Like even aunties and all that. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, do you, does your do your parents or grandparents or what watch Ellen? Like, I I'm I'm pretty uh, sure my parents don't. Uh. My parents don't also. They might yeah. see a clip pass through their WhatsApp group. They might not even know who Ellen is. But yeah. um, I don't know. So you're saying we just uh spend thirty minutes on a topic that. Yeah, maybe mm, no people one don't really yeah, care they don't about give right? a shit about. Remember that even when when <laughs> Barack Obama was on on the Ellen show and all that, part of it was yeah. censored in Singapore. Cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was as 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 much publicity as the Ellen show ever got back home in Singapore, la. I think Ellen people would definitely have seen some of her videos online, mm. la, Because ultimately, she does interview a lot of celebrities. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. whether or not people care about Ellen, I don't know. I hope they care enough to at least give this podcast a listen. Fuck! Now we what are we going to title the podcast? <laughs> if yeah. people don't care about Ellen, that show. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of something that people do care about, maybe there is yes. something more relevant with our the, goofy topic the of the week. King of segways, man. Yeah. The king of segways. Would Would you like to do the intro this time? Yeah, it's basically. Uh, I think the Land Transport Authority of Singapore has come forward with a code of conduct, not not for people, not for people on the road, not for cars, not for bicycles, not for PMD users, but for the for the first time ever in Singapore, a code of conduct for pedestrians. And that includes yeah. things like, you know, I mean, some basic like common sense stuff like you not using a phone while walking, but also uh, other a bit more a bit more. Uh, I would I wouldn't say controversial, but definitely up for up for discussion. Things like pedestrians having to keep left when sharing paths to cyclists and things like that, lah. So so um, I think because it was a this is the first time there's ever been a code of conduct ever ever released for pedestrians. And I I think not even just in Singapore, but probably a lot of places, lah. Right, that you rarely see code of conduct for pedestrians. <laughs> so we might we might have created a first in Singapore. Tell me if I'm wrong if you're from some country that has a code of conduct for pedestrians. But um yeah, la, uh, it's up for debate whether this is a, is this number one is it necessary? Number two is it a good thing, uh, right? So what were your thoughts when you saw this? Uh? I mean I saw this that I mean there's a reason why I suggested this to be the goofy topic la, because mm. I think it's fucking ridiculous. La. Why yeah? Uh? The fact that I mean okay like you know when you are I would say okay for me the the walking and running is like the purest most freeing thing that any that you can do la, that mm. anyone should be able to do right yeah. and I think there's this inherent kind of primal feeling that if you get onto something that moves you apart from your legs you're going to have to be careful of something like be it your your bicycle fucking up or some rules of the road and shit and walking has always felt like this okay it's untouched you know you can you're free to do whatever you want you want to walk on any side of the path sure yeah. so when I see like fucking the, the the guidelines to keep to the left yeah. that it just I mean it just to me it, it feels super heavy handed yeah and we'll clarify this is not t- just talking about 
Marymount SMC where where General Gunn will tell you to keep to the left if you <laughs> if you walk in the right. This is in Wait, they all parks. Also, they won't have to march. Yeah, yeah. yeah this one is all parks. Uh, this is all of Singapore. Uh. So we're pointing out that yeah, like, it feels a bit to some extent quite militant. Uh. Yeah, but do you do you so for you also you think it's militant, uh, right? Um, I mean, I I have talked about my general disdain for for cyclists in spandex uh, in in our in our parks in Singapore before. Because why I've you have to bring in the spandex? Why you have to just why you have to bring in the spandex? Why cannot just be cyclists? Because there is spandex, something spandex serves a purpose. There's a classism. There's a classism inherent in how how you dress up to cycle. If you dress up in no, spandex, it, everything it also kind of signifies that you know some kind of uh, difference in in the how much uh, maybe maybe your income and everything like income disparity and all Hey, fuck you. Okay, I've worn spandex to like cost like ten bucks. And uh, a singlet that costs like ten bucks. The reason why you wear those spandex, <laughs> no, fuck you, ten dollars. Okay, it's cheaper than so many shorts out there. And the reason why you use it is because if you have flappy shorts, right? Yeah. Um, and you want to go fast, there'll be it'll slow you down, lah. Yeah. Okay, it's a generalization, but generally, I would say, uh, it is people the cyclists who take themselves very seriously as cyclists, lah. Right. Okay. Maybe uh-huh. maybe it's not about money. It's about how seriously they take the sport. But I, it was mm-hmm. just literally one afternoon in East Coast Park. Where I saw cyclists like these cyclists in spandex shout at this old woman, you know, for cutting into their lane, you know, you know, because she was trying to overtake me because I was slow. So she's trying to overtake me. <laughs> then these cyclists coming in the opposite direction shouted at her, "What's wrong with you? Stay on the left!" As if it's like they paid money to stay to to cycle on East Coast Park, and the woman didn't pay money, lah. That was one incident, uh-huh. and then the second one. Um, Similarly, I mean the the second one was was more of my own my own fault like, where I was just on my bike and I was kind of unsteady, so I was like veering to the right, you know. And I, if of course if I could control myself, I would definitely want to go left. But another again, a cyclist coming in opposite direction is like, hey, over you are supposed to be on the left, on the left, you know. And and like neither of us were going very fast or what. Like I would, I mean, he could have seen that I was struggling a bit and like just sw- went around to avoid me or something. But there's almost this sense of entitlement that a lot of cy- <laughs> these like hardcore cyclists have like, of the of the lanes because because the lanes are drawn like that and then suddenly because of that they think that uh yeah like, it's licensed for them to shout at people who are who you know maybe are like struggling or older or struggling to keep on their lanes like. Of course it, it sucks because mm. when I am cycling and I and someone cuts in front of me and I have to move a little bit I know it sucks but I wouldn't go to the point of shouting at them as if like I'm I'm right you are wrong. And I think something like this, like this pedestrian thing, it kind of codifies. I think someone mentioned, right? Some there's one guy who mentioned that this, like, uh, almost makes it formalizes the whole pedestrian must walk on the left thing, which is again, like you say, like it it takes away the the freeness of of being a, a runner or just someone walking down the road, like, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. So I guess uh, I guess uh, you know like just now how I went on a big roundabout with Gary yeah. V that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. I think you just dug up some like pent up rage. It was, it was. Yeah, I have a lot no, of rage towards is, cyclists. No, yeah, the the thing is the example you gave you were in the cycling lane one, not pedestrian pathway one, right? Mm. Correct. It was a cycling lane, whereas this is for pedestrian pathways. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, correct. It's a cycling lane. So it's yes. just all your hate towards cycle cyclists. But, uh, yeah, no. In fact, I was cycling also, but. Why yeah. is it must why must go and shout at people and things like that <laughs> as if like you paid you're you're riding tour the tour the Singapore or something like that and someone's interrupting your your record your personal best record timing 
Like, it's like, it's not necessary, what? And I'm just like cycling on a Saturday morning with family and all that. And you, you get shouted yeah, at. Yeah, but dude, you know. we're talking about pedestrians. I know, but you see, the point is, uh, when it gets very tricky is when pedestrians and cyclists share the road. So I'm saying yeah. that once you codify this behavior that pedestrians mm. must be on the left, then the cyclist starts I thinking, see. oh, pedestrian must be on the left, right? I will start shouting at pedestrians who are on the right. And it's like, oh, why, yeah, why, yeah. why? It's not necessary, but in fact, like you say, on the cycle, like a person who's running or walking is the freest form of expression. But when you are, when you jump on a bicycle or PMD, you almost you become a killing machine. Uh. you can go fast enough and kill a lot of people, uh, right? So essentially, there's some in, some inherent danger in in a cyclist being on the road with a pedestrian or so, uh, right? So I feel yeah. the owner should be on the the one with the more dangerous on the more dangerous vehicle to to be more careful, uh. right? Yeah, because like what you're saying is that if let's say a cyclist hits a pedestrian who happened to be on the right, yeah. the cyclist has claimed like, saying, yo, this was my path, the fucking pedestrian was on the right when they were supposed to be on the left. Yeah. Right. So I think I think yeah, on, on that note, this this just feels like why why is this necessary? Like why 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 would you come up with this? Because that's not just it, no, there's there's basically okay, for so for pedestrians, let's see, uh, it is footpath to be preferred by pedestrians. Um a pedestrian should travel on a footpath if he or she has a choice between travelling on a footpath or a shared path. Okay. Yeah. Uh that is understandable. Like I, I when when I cycle, um like people walking on the cycling path do piss me off. Like I would never shout at them. Yeah. Uh but they do piss me off. Like. Um then okay, the pedestrian crossing to be preferred by a pedestrian, blah blah blah. Uh, this is yeah. I guess the choosing between using a bicycle crossing or a pedestrian crossing. A pedestrian traveling on a footpath or shared path should keep as far left as practicable, except when overtaking another pedestrian on the footpath. Correct. Oh fuck, sir! Like so, the reason why they need to drill down to this boggles my mind, sir. Is it, it is it lobbying by the by the by the cycling association or what? What the fuck, sir? Yeah, I remember. Remember when the the whole the whole masks thing was announced, and then there was this this exception for for cyclists and runners to be able to not mm. wear a mask when being outside. This kind of feels like it lah, where the cyclists suddenly have a lot more power to like be you know, like suddenly pedestrians are just seen as like pests on the road and the roads are meant to be for cyclists or or, or, or people who are, you know, on, on big expensive bicycles. Lah. And that just annoys the hell out of me because it seems like someone it seems like you know, like pedestrians are not adequately represented lah, in this whatever group you, you, that came up with this thing. Lah. You walk in protest, lah, you just keep walking on the right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. Just just protest, just protest, just walk on the right. Because yeah. it feels like fuck you know, then then where how maybe there's gonna be a speed. Because ultimately on the road, if you go below a certain speed, you're considered a road hazard, right? Yeah. Now yeah. feels like the rules for footpath are like trending towards um, fucking being regulated as much as roads. Maybe there will be a speed limit. Maybe everyone has to wear a watch that tells them how fast they're going and there's a minimum of like two kilometers per hour on the footpath. Because they even say when you're only, you can only go a bit out of the left when you're overtaking another pedestrian. Yeah. What the fuck, yeah? That's crazy. Because I mean, it's not just pedestrians, but let's say you're walking your dog. Like if your dog decides to lunge left or lunge right, sometimes you just have to, you know, you have to adjust accordingly, lah, right? It's like you, it's not like you 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 just go in this straight line and and you and you can't and you it's like your whole your entire walk you're just walking in this one straight line. It's just kind of like it's kind of crazy to 
suddenly be dictating how people should walk. So, but at the same time, this is this these are guidelines, right? To be clarified, they're not they're not any laws or, or new rules or regulations being set up, right? These are just guidelines. Uh, I guess guidelines, lah. But yeah. but they matter. They matter because, like, like what yeah, you said, if there is an accident between a cyclist and a pedestrian one day, and it happens, the cyclist was going like bloody fast, like. Cause you know he, uh, he's just one one of those spandex wearing crazy cyclists again, then and then he, ha- he runs into a pedestrian because he wasn't looking or what, he can turn around and say and blame the pedestrian for being on that side of the road lah right, because it's codified yeah. it is you know it's recommended and uh, all these guidelines and all, which kind of again is a bit like the whole PMD thing uh, It's like it was left out to be a wild wild west for everyone to just fend for themselves until people couldn't take it anymore and then people people really started dying from all those accidents uh. I think the only thing that comes good that comes out of stuff like this is the Facebook comments. Uh. Like someone said, uh, someone's comment was, you say stay to the left, but then there's shopping centers that put their own dividers, arrows, that go against what you suggested, like this in Westgate. So <laughs> then he puts a picture <laughs> of how at the entrance of entering the mall, uh, you walk on the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah, but, but to me, it's like, uh, I mean, this this guideline is for footpaths uh, and not entrances to malls. La. So So I guess, I mean... It just feels like I, I I don't know what what the fuck it just came out yesterday um and just feels like why what what is the point of this uh well I, I don't understand maybe and, it could be yeah. Ong Ye Kung Ong Ye Kung is the new transport minister what? maybe he's a big cyclist maybe we could do everyone maybe, could, yeah, yeah, correct, go and correct. check out his Facebook and see whether he appears in spandex see whether he spandex <laughs> yeah, yeah go any pictures of spandex like you if look, we have immediately under his shots yeah we're going to link it we're going to link it to this look out for the outline of no, a singlet in spandex no, and, uh. okay and and it's not just spandex it is bicycle <laughs> shorts and bicycle shorts have padding which is something I realised when I first got my oh, bicycle yeah. at first I thought okay the bicycle seat is soft you know if I'm cycling for like an hour holy shit I didn't wear padding the first few times and my ass fucking hurt man yeah. and it's not the cheeks no it's like in the middle of the cheeks like yeah, yeah. it just hurt so then after that the bicycle shorts have cushions la, so it's not just spandex it's like tights bicycle tights mm. to clarify I have I have I, I have a bicycle so I ride a bicycle just that I don't wear spandex and, and you know Tell everyone maybe how that's why you go so slow, la. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that, maybe oh, that's why you go so slow. I tell maybe you, you wear spandex, uh. if, Maybe because I'm dragging a whole a whole carriage with like two dogs and everything. Yeah, so. then that's not my problem. Uh. Who asked you to bring your dogs? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. It's Singapore is yeah. multi multi. Need guidelines, uh. need, need, need guidelines, guidelines for what mammals you can bring <laughs> with you. Yeah, but only one dog at a time. You bring two dogs, sorry, it's your problem. Maybe there should be a license, uh, like you only you license to walk, to uh, walk license to walk no license to wear spandex when cycling uh. you want to be one of those ah, spandex yeah. like cyclists you got to go and like get a special license because right now they don't right cyclists don't need any special license or anything yeah you don't need you don't need license to cycle uh, but fucking you need license to wear spandex license to stupid. license to wear, get one of those race bikes and wear spandex and ride I think that, that should think- be it yeah no, that's that's ridiculous. I, that's 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 the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, because an old like, auntie, an old auntie riding a bicycle is very different from a very a big six foot tall dude r- wearing spandex and riding a race bike. Uh. like the collision. What, if why you which one, which one, you, which one getting getting run over by which one is worse? Like if you're. I mean, the, the same way. Like the six foot person r- even running on foot compared to the old, old auntie running. If I get if I get hit by one of them, one will obviously be worse, right? Yeah, yeah, la. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, 
It's, it's not all cyclists are the same. That's what that's what I was saying no, from the then, start. Not all cyclists no, are the then same. I think I think we should have different foot parts for different weights. <laughs> like, you know, you got a lightweight, featherweight, middleweight, heavyweight, and just like everything. Every park will have like sixteen different foot parts for different types of people. Like there's a weighing scale at the start and all that. Yeah, diversity. Yeah, except we accept very yeah. diverse people from I diverse think, think backgrounds. We are, <laughs> we're clearly running out of things to say for this fucking pedestrian shit. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, actually, I am interested to to hear, la, because, I mean, obviously, we, between the two of us, we kind of know what we think about cycling, cyclists and, and pedestrians who are on cycling lanes and blah, blah, things like that. But generally, how, how do people feel about uh, the state of, you know, the footpaths in Singapore? Because I think... Uh, you don't forget uh, this. A lot of this has evolved since November 2019, uh, when the first the ban on PMDs was first announced. Uh. So since mm. then, we've only just started reckoning with. Uh, we've only just started enjoying, you know, a PMD-less uh, footpaths. And I think I remember, yeah. I remember you saying. I remember myself saying also that surprisingly, we actually enjoy it a lot more, uh, Right? Like our walks yeah. feel a lot safer and everything. So maybe. Is there something? Is there something to this recommendation that maybe will make our walks feel safer? I don't know. That, that Are you saying cy- cyclists going to be banned? No, no, no. That that like there's a recommendation for pedestrians to keep left, lah. Everyone cowpays at first, but after a while, we realize, hey, actually, you know, maybe it's a good thing, and everyone's a bit more civil and all that, lah. No, but there's no way this would be enforced or followed, man. Fuck it. When I when I walk now, I'm now I feel like I purposely want to walk on the right just because of this stupid regulation. Okay la, then then I can't help you. You're just an Ellen. You're just an Ellen. <laughs> I'm just an Ellen. Uh. So it's no longer Karen. Uh. It's an Ellen. Uh. Yeah, yeah, you're an Ellen. <laughs> it's an Ellen. I'm an Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Alright, yeah, cool. That's our goofy topic of the week. Yeah, that's our goofy topic. Fucking goofy as fuck topic. Yeah. Uh, and then now is our final segment called One Shield Thing. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Uh, I mean, the... Probably the the most shocking thing that I've been uh just keeping tabs of is um there's this uh Facebook account of a dog called Maya Polar Bear and uh mm. I think it just turned he, that this is a basically a Samoyed dog that just turned uh, four years old recently and uh yeah it's just such a and I think they make been making a lot of videos of the dog ever since it was a puppy. And now it's like this big, fluffy, four-year-old uh, Samoyed that, that they just do funny videos of the dog, like how it responds to vegetables, how it responds to its own birthday cake and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the good old mm-hmm. days of the internet when you watch kids react to this, kids react to that, right? So watching this, this Maya Polar Bear's account is a bit like watching a, like dogs react, like how they react to different things, vegetables and, 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 and things things that we, we don't like also. So... It's just a little slice of the internet that brings me a smile every time I feel like oh the oh, world really, yeah. the world's such a shitty place la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the way they, they just edit everything is just one of those a throwback to when the internet was really just about, you know, funny animal clips la. And and hopefully hopefully like there isn't the dog is not being abused la, while it's while it's making these videos. That's my hope. But yeah, la, it's just it's just something that I, I I guess I take for granted. But every now and then I always look up the account just to see funny this big fluffy white cloud uh do funny things so so, so Maya Samoyed is it no, no Maya po- Polar Bear M A Y A oh. Polar Bear yeah 
Maya Polar Bear. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think I think I've seen I've seen clips of that before. Yeah. Because I'm guessing there be there, there's been quite a few videos of the that dog going viral, right? Yeah, yeah. It has and, and I think the owner is I think that in Germany or some European country. So uh yeah, like a bit it's a bit different kind of environment from Singapore. But it's just it's really just videos of her and her dog just doing random things, uh, and it's it's always always brings a smile to my face. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, my my one show thing is something that I came across uh as part of this this one project I'm I'm on. It's it's called so it's if if any of you out there needs to for whatever reason needs an app that allows you to I don't know like facilitate facilitate ice breaking right there's literally called an icebreaker app mm. where if you have a group of people you all like enter this room and <laughs> it just pairs you up into three minute video chats mm. with people so yeah. it's it's it sounds boring and lame as shit but actually it it's actually super fun if you have like I don't know for your company event or something or something you're trying to promote interactivity with some community when everyone's working from home right it, it actually facilitates a very nice conversation because three minutes is not long enough for you to feel awkward uh, or get sick of someone, but it's also uh, short enough that it leaves you maybe wanting to chat with that person more. La. So I found that I found that quite quite interesting. La. So it's like a chat it's roulette breaker app. It's a chat roulette for yeah. a closed group of people, la. Yeah. So there's uh, a host, okay, and then okay. he'll just start like a room, and it'll be the countdown, and then boom, you're matched with someone, and then uh, after three minutes, you return to the room, and then. There's a chat where people can chat, and then the host will start another thing. So and it's it, all digital, it, la, It's all digital. Yeah, it's all digital. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds boring, but it's actually not bad. Yeah. But so, so can it be used by, let's say, a group of swingers or something like that? Who? who uh yeah, you know? yeah. Can you just can you just tilt the camera downwards a bit, <laughs> Or just stand further back from the camera, la, Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Correct. Uh, correct. Correct. Yeah. I can. No, and but I think yeah, it's yeah, free. Like, swingers, free I guess. To, because swingers can't gather in big groups anymore, right? So maybe yeah, but swingers also gather to have sex, like, right? So uh, I don't know how much this app would help unless unless they have that one thing that I think I mentioned way back on another con uh, oh, yeah, podcast yeah. about this one gadget that I remember seeing a few years ago where there's literally like w- the sex object on one side that one partner uses, and yeah. on the uh, like remotely the other partner kind of inserts their sexual organ into the Something like a cavity, fucking is like remote fucking lah. Okay, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. go with remote fucking with gadgets. Yeah, but it's nothing to do with with the, what you're talking about lah. Icebreaker. Yeah, yeah it's nothing <laughs> to do. Okay. Nothing to do. Yeah. Icebreaker is just there's no contact at all. No <laughs> remote fucking gadgets. No nothing. Yeah. It's just it's just to have fun. Okay. okay. Good clean fun. Interesting. I mean, it's it's it's. I think during CB, a lot of people did a lot of uh, different types of board games and stuff like that. They are uh, all now digital remote lah, right? So this is yeah. uh, just it's like you go to any big networking event last time, and having like you know hello my name is like name tag on the front and mm. then you just randomly chat to people lah right. But this one the first three minutes is very useful mm. because in an actual networking session you know like when you get stuck in a conversation that the other person is just going fucking on and on and on and you really do want to be part of that it's kind of hard to extricate yourself lah so this makes it a lot easier. I wish we had it when you're talking about the Gary Vaynerchuk. The Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> thing just now. That would be never helpful. See, okay, it doesn't work when there's two people <laughs> yeah. la, because then you would escape to nowhere. Yeah. So in this case, you're stuck with me, dude. Yeah, and it's been like 50 over minutes already. So. I know, yeah. Fuck, I didn't know it went on that long. At first, I thought we were going to have nothing to talk about today. No, no, no. It's but nice. I guess we, 
we'll squeeze something out. Yeah, and we'll have a very interesting... Uh, our next podcast also will be very interesting. It's an interview. Oh, yeah. Just FYI. We're recording it tomorrow. It's an interview. It's going to be the bomb. We're gonna, not saying who it is first, but uh, it's going to yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, yeah. So we're going to record it tomorrow, which is Thursday, which is 6th August, I believe. Yep. Uh, so depending on when you hear that this podcast, that podcast might already be out. Mm. So if you're listening to this podcast now and haven't seen the next episode, just try and get excited a bit. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Cool. Cool. Cool, Thank cool, cool. All. all right, man. See you, on, see you on Reddit. See you on Reddit. Bye-bye.